Ladies and gentlemen, we're expecting some moderate turbulence. Please remain seated and enjoy the show. Hello. And welcome to... Moderate Turbulence. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Adele. Hi, Adele. Hi, Jeremy. How are you? I'm tired, but uh, feeling great. How are you? Uh, About the same. Not as tired. Well, I woke up early this morning, but you worked. I didn't really work today. Yeah, I... uh, I don't know, have we mentioned that I have a job? Probably. Yeah, I think it was mentioned. Yeah. So it's, I'm in my third week of this new job and it's just completely different um, feeling than uh, the job that I had taken prior to this. So it's I've been feeling pretty good and Jeremy is actually going to be following in my footsteps again. <laughs> again, so. yeah. yeah I, I start there on Friday and uh, it's... It's a better job. Again, it pays a little more than the last job that we had, and we're helping people, so that's good. Yeah, it's it's better, and the interactions we have are, are just overall more positive, which yeah. is a lot less stressful to deal with on a day-to-day basis, so I've just been feeling just better, and yeah. I can't wait for Jeremy to feel better as well, so. Yay, so yeah, I start on Friday, and I'm hoping, because Adele will be there, I'm hoping that she gets to like train me in some capacity, which would be fun. Yeah. I don't know how possible that is because there's so many people now, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Anything else to discuss before we get into this week's uh, incident? I don't know. Any aviation news you want to discuss? I haven't really heard anything. I mean, well, actually, I saw some a post yesterday um, about Europe. Mm, allowing uh, fully vaccinated Americans uh, in. Okay. Um, I don't think there was a, a specific date or time when that was going to happen, but it's like it was set to happen. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, come on, Canada, pick it up. We need, yeah. we need this. Like, obviously, like they also have. Well, not obviously, but like some people are have also been getting the Johnson and Johnson vaccine in the States, yeah. which is a single dose. Yeah. It's a one, a one shot. One yeah. Stop shop. So that helps. I mean, if you get in, I think it takes about a month and then your system is supposed to be fully, uh, adjusted to it. Yeah. Or whatnot. Yeah. That's like the cool off period that Mandy was telling us about, I guess. Yeah. Like four weeks. So like, but that's pretty cool. I mean, that's not specifically aviation. That's more like travel general, but yeah. like, I mean, I'm hoping that that can possibly trickle into Canada as well as of like, you know, like, let's get hope alive. But in in Canada, it just seems very dark right now. Like provinces are kind of struggling. Different parts are just the cases are skyrocketing in Alberta. Fort McMurray, which is in the north of the province, has declared a state of emergency. Really? Like their cases. Yeah, their cases are, are so high over there and it's really really bad Mm -hmm. so you compare this to the states where they're pretty much living life down there and it's i mean we're again we're broken record of repeating this but i'm just like sometimes it's like it was nice when the states were kind of in the same situation as us but now they're kind of completely seems over covid in a way and we're just kind of going backwards into the worst of covid well it's it's funny like um so we were talking a little bit earlier about how you know we have a friend who's going down to texas and they're like yeah they can just call up you know the pharmacy at 
at the end of the street and be like, yeah, we'll be there on Wednesday. Can we get our vaccine? Like, yeah, no big deal. Sure. Just show up. Like there's, there's no lineups or anything. There's no booking appointments. You just show up, be like, yo, hook me up. And then, okay, boom, stab you in the arm. Like, uh, and then I'm a huge mixed martial arts fan. So I love UFC and all that. The UFC just held an event in Jacksonville, Florida with a full crowd. Like, we don't see anything like that happening anytime soon in Canada. Like, you know, hockey's still going on, but there's no fans in attendance. Like, that's just how it is right now. Yeah, and we're we're still, like, struggling to have vaccination appointments here in Canada. Like, mm-hmm. certain areas are are struggling to have certain vaccines for people. And, you know, people want to get the vaccines, but we don't have... Yeah, it's limited supply. Too many, it's yeah. Limited. So it's, you know, um, yeah, we're waiting. Like, um, I think we mentioned that you'd be eligible for the AstraZeneca vaccination. Yeah, as of last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're in still in a higher age group. That's 1981. I think you just called me old. <laughs> no, but like 1981, yeah. we're in 2021. Yeah. So there's a lot of people between then and now that exist yeah. and that need to be vaccinated. So it's just like, uh, I don't know, these vaccines need to kind of, you know, appear and we need to just vaccinate everyone, but they don't yeah. seem to be appearing fast enough. Yeah. And that, I mean, it's a numbers game, right? The more the the quicker they roll out, the quicker people can get them and the quicker we can move on with our lives and fly. Yeah. But I mean, the other, the upside of the states being fully vaccinated is that if they're fully vaccinated, they don't need their vaccines anymore. So they can start just shipping them up to Canada. Yeah. 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 So I mean, trickle effect. Yeah. mm -hmm, I mean, if hopefully if that happens in the next few months, then we can just keep getting the vaccines Mm because, you know, if they don't need them, of course, we're going to take them and they can make them for us. Yay. So, um, Yeah, I think we can get into this. Into the incident. Okay, so Adele has prepared an incident for this week. I have no idea which one she's doing, so uh, this will be fun. I didn't make you guess this week. You didn't make me guess. Yeah, that's right. First time for everything. (laughs) Yeah, but you never guess. You're like, I I don't know. Because you're like, which one am I doing? Take a guess. Like, there's been so many incidents, unfortunately. Yeah, but Jeremy has a better knowledge of aviation in general and incidents and stuff that has happened Mm -hmm. so the likelihood of you being able to guess what i'm doing compared to me guessing what you're doing yeah is a lot higher but anyways um so obviously i'm not going to read the title of what i've named this (laughs) because that would just ruin the whole punchline um okay on june 10th 1990 British Airways Flight 5390 Mm -hmm. was about to leave from Birmingham, England, to Malaga, Spain. In command, we have Captain Tim Lancaster, age 42, and co-pilot is First Officer Alastair Acheson, age 39. There are 81 passengers and six crew members on board. The aircraft is a BAC dash 111 dash 500 
To be honest, I have no idea what kind of airplane that is. I don't know. It's a plane. <laughs> it's an airplane. Um, do you have an idea what I'm talking about? Nope, not yet. Okay, I'm trying to like see his face if he has any recognition here. <laughs> uh, so far, so good. Um, so, minutes after takeoff, flight 5390 is nearing its cruising altitude of 23,000 feet. It had passed 17,000 feet. The plane dives. The left windscreen has blown out. Oh, I know this one. Sucking Captain Lancaster halfway out of the cockpit. His legs are still in, but his body is pressed against the fuselage, right? His feet have snagged the control column, forcing the plane to dive. Mm -hmm. The cockpit door was also ripped due to the explosive decompression, which has blocked the throttles. First, Officer Atchison is unable to throttle the plane down. He is being hit by winds going more than 350 miles per hour. So, you know, it's kind of, I mean, it's not kind of, but imagine if you were in your car going really, really, really fast down the highway. You're using my analogy. <laughs> well, it's the easiest one to use. <laughs> yeah. And your windshield is gone. Yeah. When your windows are open, it's it's something, but your wind your windshield in front of you yeah and it's a plane you're in the air you're going so much faster um so some of the videos i was watching about this incident mentioned that it was kind of like a tornado in the cockpit that's how much force and wind and just craziness was happening oh, and i mean just i'm just picturing the sound alone would just mm -hmm. be insane yeah um, so yeah, so, and he has, still has to fly the plane. He, they're still in the air. Yeah. So the first officer has to deal with that and still fly the plane. And he's alone now because of course the captain is, you know, half out the plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so flight attendant Nigel Ogden enters the cockpit and holds on to the captain's legs. First officer Atchison declares an emergency. So on the, um, yeah. on the with controls, HCC, on the yeah. radio. Yeah. However, the noise from the wind through the broken window prevents him from hearing the replies on the radio. So he has no idea what air traffic control is saying. Yep. They they can hear him, so they're aware what is happening or somewhat. Um, but yeah, he has no idea. He's just kind of like, okay, I'm flying this plane now. Yeah. Um, and the plane is diving into one of the busiest airspace in the world. Is it? Oh, I guess it's going from Birmingham. So is it going close to London airspace? Yeah. Which is, yeah. I mean, just random, random fact. One day when I landed in London, it was, you know, early morning and uh, we're hopping on the crew bus about to drive out. And I looked up and just a quick glance up, I counted 17 airplanes in the sky. What? So it's busy is what I'm saying. Wow. Anyways, sorry. Continue. Well, I mean, yeah. And of course, if you can imagine... Um... The plane is diving into a busy airspace. He can't hear what air traffic control is telling uh, him. Uh, so there is high risk of colliding with another aircraft. Uh, lead flight attendant John Heward enters the cockpit to help. He is able to remove the cockpit door that was blocking the throttles. He says he was able to step on the flight deck door and it broke in several pieces. 
He's just stomping on it to like kind of get it out of the way. And again, this is 1990. This is pre 9-11. So it wasn't ballistic proof doors. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, he then sits on the jump seat and holds on uh, to flight attendant Ogden, who is still holding on to the captain. Who's halfway up the plane. Yeah. So there's it's a crazy insane. chain of holding on to one person yeah. in the cockpit and all the while, we still have First Officer Atchison flying the plane. Trying to fly the plane, yeah. Um, so they managed to remove the captain's feet from the control wheel. And First, first Officer Atchison is descending the plane rapidly uh, because he wants to descend to an altitude where the air is thicker, which means more oxygen. So, you know, this that's that was his first instinct. I mean, the plane was diving because the the captain's feet were stuck, but also at the same time, that's your only solution when your windscreen is blown off and you yeah. have a rapid decompression. That's what you do. Yeah. Um, but of course, it's made entirely more difficult with everything that's happening. Um, in the cabin, we have flight attendants Sue Prince and Simon Rogers, who are attempting to reassure the passengers. And at this point, they are also uh, trying to prepare them for an emergency landing. Mm-hmm which they hope will be an emergency landing and not a crash. Well, yeah. Because, you know. Rapid decompression. Yeah. And whatever that's happening. I mean, you see the captain halfway out the the, the cockpit window, yeah. you know. I mean, with every all the incidents that we've ever told, you know, I'm sure that they hope for the best. But yeah, I mean, the plane reaches 11,000 feet and begins to slow down. Um, the captain's body slides to the side of the plane. So before, imagine he's like lying on the roof of the car, kind of halfway like sprawled on the roof of the car with his legs inside, uh, holding onto the the wheel, the front wheel, yeah, uh, the steering wheel. Uh, now, but he's slid down on the side, so the left hand side. That's where he's kind of sprawled there. Um, so. With the two, like one flight attendant holding him, and then the other flight attendant holding the flight attendant, so it's like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. crazy. That crazy chain, like you were saying, that's awesome. And uh, so the flight attendant uh, Simon Rogers sees what is happening for the first time and comes to help. And flight attendant Ogden is injured and has to leave the cockpit. Rogers is now sitting in the jump seat while Heward sits in the captain's seat. The crew now have to decide whether or not to let go of the captain's body. Well, and at this point, I mean, it happened at like 17, 18,000 feet. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not unbreathable, but with those extreme winds that you're facing, because you're going 300 like miles an hour, like they don't know if he survived going out there and he's been out there for a while. Like it's... Yeah. And yeah. then like he's... He seems pretty lifeless. I mean, they're holding on to him and he's, you you don't know, but they're also struggling. One flight attendant is already injured from having to hold on to him. So they're they're debating, is it better to let him go so we can spare ourselves or should we try to save him? Mm -hmm. Um, But First Officer Atchison does not want to let the captain's body go. Um, But his thinking is, I don't know if it's mostly, but his line of thought in this is that 
If they let him go, his body will fly directly into the engine or the wing, and that will cause more damage to the plane. Mm-hmm. So, and that would just be a, a completely fatal uh, situation in that case. So, the aircraft is now flying over Heathrow, one of the busiest airspace in the world. Now that the plane is going a bit slower and the winds are less loud, first officer can finally hear air traffic control. Mm-hmm. They ask him if he would like to land in Southampton. He requests to land in Gatwick because he is more familiar with that airport. However, Southampton is closer. And he knows that he has to land as soon as possible. Well, yeah. He feels as though Gatwick is his best option because he is familiar with it. And landing in a new airport without any charts or maps would be very difficult. Mm-hmm. Because the ma- uh, the planes... The plane's maps and charts blew out of the cockpit during the explosion. Yeah. Which means air traffic control have to guide the plane into the airport. Which adds, again, an element of extreme difficulty to this already crazy situation. It's another variable that you don't want to play with. <laughs> um, but the best option is Southampton. So the plane turns towards that airport. As the aircraft gets closer to Southampton, Atchison tells air traffic control that the captain may be dead. The air traffic controller contacts emergency services to meet the plane as soon as they land. And the first officer is also concerned about how heavy the plane is due to the fuel. And they may not even have enough runway to stop. Air traffic controls him that the plane has enough runway. The plane is now just seconds away from touching down. 32 minutes after takeoff, with 81 terrified passengers on board, a nearly full fuel tank, and the captain halfway out of the aircraft. First Officer Atchison is now faced with the most difficult landing of his career. At 8.55 a.m., flight BA-5390 successfully lands at Southampton Airport. Everyone on board, including Captain Tim Lancaster, survives. It's crazy. No one thought he had survived the ordeal. However, he slowly regained some consciousness on the ground in Southampton, and he remembers seeing flashes of red and white, so the ambulances and the fire trucks. His injuries were minimal which included a bone fracture in his right arm and wrist, a broken left thumb, some bruises, frostbite, and shock. I was going to say frostbite, yeah. That's it. That's great. And did he make a full recovery? Yep. Did he go on to fly again? Tim Lancaster returned to flying after five months. Wow. So the investigation of this incident revealed that the plane's left windscreen was replaced the night before. Uh, the mechanic who replaced it used the wrong size bolts to secure the frame. Oh, that's happened so, like several times in different incidents where they've used the wrong sized nuts or bolts or whatnot or rivets or something. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a that's a great incident. Thank you for sharing that one. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't know about this. You you have heard about this incident, uh, but my cousin Caitlin actually messaged me last week with um, a link to another podcast who had mentioned this incident. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually listen to it, to it because I thought, well, I would like to do this incident on the podcast. So I didn't want to 
either say exactly what they said on the podcast or you want or, you want to do your own version yeah, yeah i kind of wanted fresh eyes into the incident um so i might listen to that podcast now but uh thank you caitlin for for this i hope you listen to this i i'm pretty sure she will after i, I force her um <laughs> but uh yeah but a nut, this incident is pretty awesome for many reasons for one the date it happened that's your birthday. Well, one literally one year before you were born. Yeah, exactly. And um, we have lots of flight attendants, prominent figures in this incident. Mm-hmm. And we have their names. Yay. And of course, everyone survived and it was a great story. And surviving something quite unbelievable. Windscreen blows out. Captain gets sucked out feet get trapped on something it's like there's no way you can survive that you're in 300 mile an hour winds for god knows how long as the aircraft's diving and you survive with minimal injuries return to service after five months like that's it's unbelievable it's crazy i love it yeah i mean it's it's just miraculous and they were probably moments away from letting go of his body yeah and literally the pretty much the only reason they didn't is because it would have caused more damage. It could have, yeah. To yeah. to let him go. So they they spared him because, you know, they wanted to save everyone else on board. Obviously, like they didn't want to let him go because of, what if of he that reason. He did. <laughs> but like they pretty much at that point didn't believe that he could possibly have survived there. Yeah. They're mostly probably thinking, okay, this guy's dead, so we're holding on to him. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, this is insane. Yep. 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 So anyways, is that, uh, that was this week's episode. Excellent. Any, uh, any other news, anything else you want to share? No, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We well, talked about news before. Well, I know, but I was going to share a couple more things, podcast related stuff. Okay. Jeremy, go ahead. Um, I've been listening to the seven, six galley. Uh, a little bit, which is a podcast that we're supposed to do like a collab with uh, at some point here when our schedules work out. Uh, and it's really, really entertaining. You get a lot of great flight attendant stories, um, whether it's from training, layovers, things like that. It's it's a lot of fun. I quite enjoy it. Uh, and I'm actually working on another podcast right now, not aviation related. Um, and it's called Here's To It. And uh, we should be releasing that in the next, in the next week or so. Um, the first three episodes will come out. Yeah, and Jeremy's actually been working on this with his friend Trevor mm-hmm. for many, many months now. Yeah, so. well, it was, yeah. So, I mean, same as we did with this podcast, we sort of record a few episodes to see how things are going and how you want everything to flow with the show. <laughs> I didn't mean for that to rhyme. Um, and so we kind of got our groove now and, and we've got sort of our structure. And uh, yeah, and it's a lot of fun. Each each episode, we taste a new type of alcohol, whether it's like a beer or a whiskey, and then we uh, talk about it. And then we, uh, we share some childhood stories that sometimes involve drinking, sometimes don't, you know, things like that. And we, it's fun. It's a fun little way to uh, communicate with one of my closest friends who lives uh, on the other side of the country now, even though like we grew up together. Yeah. And Jeremy has shared with me one of these stories and it's quite hilarious so it'll definitely be an entertaining podcast um and uh hopefully you guys get to release maybe we can promote it on their next week's episode yeah absolutely excellent well 
Hope everybody out there is doing well. And, you know, all our Canadian aviation buddies out there, you know, hang in there. Hang in there. We really, we have to keep hope alive, even though it's, you know, kind of grim right now. But things have to go back at some point. You know, it might not be as soon as we thought. But, uh, you know, I feel like. Baby steps. Yeah, it's going to happen. And. You know, we can't just be in COVID land forever. That's yeah. just, it can't be because then we just, yeah. we're all just going to disappear. Yeah. So eventually it might take longer, you know, we're less people than the States and we're, you know, less rich than the States. So sometimes we just have to wait a bit longer, but then, you know, good we'll things come to those who wait. Yeah. Obviously we'll- this is a weird way to en- say things about COVID, but it is what it is. Yeah. At least it's summertime and the weather is going to be nice. So, you know, we're going to enjoy another quarantine summer here. <laughs> oh, well, the mountains are close. Nobody else can come here. So yeah. here we go. <laughs> yeah, true. All right. Well, if you are out there and you are lucky enough to be flying, just remember to always be nice to your flight attendants. Because they might have to save your butt one day. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. We have new episodes every Wednesday. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Moderate Turbulence on Instagram, at Mod Turbulence on Twitter, and follow us individually on Instagram at Huffy J and at La Delvi. Thank you.